remember when we said we'd stay together now until forever just us just us said we wouldn't be like all the others fight and hurt each other not us not us but we let each other down Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the five F's to love tonight. We're going to have a major conversation. It's like the must have conversation of the century. Oftentimes black women have asked me for some unknown reason, do I know why black men won't, won't commit? And I don't think it's whether they commit or why they commit. I think it's some under some other underlying issues that we need to discuss tonight. And tonight I'm going to be honest with you. We have, five amazing guys that are coming from different perspectives and they're coming from different states. So it's not something that's common to one state. It's just men in general, the conversation. So I want us to get started on the conversation with, I don't know why or why not black men won't commit. Is it a myth or is it some truth behind it? So to get this started, I want to introduce my first guest. My first guest is Reverend Galen McDowell. He is an amazing minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, but he's also well known all over the country for metaphysics. He is the guru of metaphysics. He's just recently married. So he was a bachelor for years. And I think with your 25 plus years of marriage counseling, I think you're the perfect guy to have on the show tonight. How are you doing tonight, uh, Reverend? I'm doing well, Christine. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. I'm really excited to have you. Now, this next guest I'm going to introduce you to, I can only say to you, Eric and I have known each other probably now for probably about 12, maybe 15 years. I don't know, a long time. And it's so funny because Eric knows me probably better than anyone on the panel tonight because he's my BFF. And he often says that I am a man in a dress. And just to let you know, ladies, <laughs> he is also a bachelor. Um, Eric is a really, really phenomenal engineer at um, General Motors. Um, just an excellent person. But one of the things I love most about him is that he's an amazing musician. And a lot of people may not know that about him. I mean, he's just an outstanding musician and a really good person. So that is Eric. My next guest, I'm going to tell you, oh my gosh, Craig and I met years ago. <laughs> years ago. <laughs> and I love it because Eric, he, Eric, Craig keeps it real. Like Eric, you keep it real, but Craig keeps it real. real. <laughs> and so Craig is also a bachelor. He's a retired fireman. He plays golf all over the country and he truly believes that if there is someone out there for him, but he's not shy about saying that he's dating to find out if that person really is out there. And he doesn't look just locally, ladies. He looks all over the country. So keep your eyes open for tonight's guest. Our next guest is Cedric. And if you guys know anything about what happens in Idlewild, Honey, the glamping experience is the live real deal. We have black folks out there glamping it up big time and intense. I mean, but they're pimped out and he brings house music and just an array of black experiences to the whole thing. But not only that, he does adult parties like grown and sexy parties. They're like major events. And he's really well known for doing some of the most amazing events um, in Detroit and also in several other states. So Cedric, thanks a lot for coming on board. Thank you for having me. And our next guest is Brian. And Brian, I don't even know what to say about you other than the fact that you're an author and that you've been married and you're currently single, but you have a lot of value add to this conversation as well because 
you went through a couple things and I'm really looking oh, forward yeah. to sharing that experience with everyone here. So thank you so much for joining us here at the five F's to love. Uh -huh. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being Thanks here. Thanks for having us, Chris. Yes. So listen, we got to get started because this is what women want to know right here. Are black men afraid of commitment? That's like our hot topic of conversation. So, um, I don't know who, who should I start with? Should I start with Galen? <laughs> Since he's coming from a perspective of marriage counseling, Galen, I'm going to start with you. Do you think black men are afraid of commitment? <laughs> I think that, first of all, yet again, thanks to everyone that's on the panel for being on with me. I greatly appreciate it. I think people in general um, have fears based upon uh, the breakdowns they've seen in the marriages as they were growing up in their family with their friends and that causes pause i don't necessarily believe that there's a there's a fear of commitment as much as there is a pause to make sure what's going on i think one of the reasons why this happens this is a lot of reasons but one of the reasons is women are sold the dream of marriage you know the the the, the dress the wedding all of the thing, bells and whistles that go along with it. You know, I've officiated many a wedding in my day, and the men are never an issue. <laughs> like, never. <laughs> I'm gonna drink a nap. <laughs> but but you know, but there's been some times when, you know, you know, it, there's been some. I won't say Bridezilla moments, but they needed to be perfect because it's training since childhood for the woman or the young lady to get married not necessarily how to be married but just the wedding so when guys see situations where they're not clear or about if this person who might be wonderful who might be outwardly look like everything is together is that person the person that i want to make this investment in because we're not thinking about it just from the standpoint of the dream. Oh, I'm going to have the big wedding and, and the family and mama and grandmama mm -hmm. dancing and all of that. I think men look at wedding, at, at marriage more like an investment. And when we look at it as an investment, which is nothing wrong with that, by the way, mm -hmm. then you want to see, okay, like any other investment, what am I going to get out of this for me? And okay, so, so, so Dana, let me ask, Eric, is that what you're thinking? Oh, I, I, yes, it, it's so. To answer your question, and now he, Galen hit it right on, hit, hit the nail on the head. Are men afraid of commitment? Absolutely not. I think men are afraid of making the wrong decision, and I think it's an easier pill for women to swallow to say, "Oh, he's just afraid of commitment." No, men, we commit to we commit to our jobs, we commit to our church, we commit to our families. We commit to projects. We don't have a problem with commitment. We just have a problem with committing to you. And that's <laughs> that's Eric, wait, but that's the whole point. Why is it such a hard? Why do you guys feel like it's so hard to commit to one woman? You commit to all of those things, but why not commit to her? Well, just like the just like Galen Galen mentioned, we 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 gotta make sure that this is. This is the right thing because it's it's yeah. it's easy to get in, <clears throat> but it's hard to get out. Hmm. You know, that's what uh, Craig, wait, wait, Craig, do you agree with that? Totally. Totally. 
Okay. But I, but I also say this. I think the commitment portion is age appropriate. We're all ready for it at a different level. A lot of that is age appropriate. Age appropriate. Okay, yes. Cedric, what about you? Are you in agreement with that comment? Yes, my whole thing is, um, um, like the brother just said, I don't think that men are afraid of commitment. It's just that we don't want to commit to you, per se. You're not the one. And women never consider, um, they never consider that they're not the one that this guy would want. And what, what I tell women all the time is women don't know where they fit in a man's life and in his state of mind. You can think you wifey all day. But to that one man, you might be nothing but a jump off. Okay? Mm. But you think you wifey, but to him, you're not. So I have mm. my own philosophy, which is which is kind of harsh, but it's real talk because men discuss this amongst ourselves. A woman's going to be four things to a man universally. Either she's going to be his B-I-T-C-H. That's his booty call. Nobody ever sees her. His babe, they are friends uh, with no commitment. They just they're, they're friends and lovers with no commitment. They just kicking it. His woman or his wife. Now, every booty call a man smashes, he can't make his babe. Every babe a man kicks it with, he can't make his woman. Every woman a man's involved with, he, he cannot marry. So therefore, certain women fit in certain categories, and you guys don't know where you fit in that man's scheme of things, so it's easy to say that he's afraid of commitment. No, you want to get married, and I don't, I don't want to have fun with you, but that's all I see. Okay, Bryant, are do you feel the same way? Um <laughs> men want men want to commit. Is um right. men want to commit. Now, when a man goes into a marriage, he like I said, everything for the marriage in the beginning for the beginning for the wife has to be right. It has to be right. We ain't thinking about that. But we are afraid. Well, if you're immature going to the marriage, you go in and you think about think about one thing but a lot not say all men think about one thing but it's just, you think about the sex you think about the the highs and the lows and the goods and the bad you just think about the fun you think about the hard times you're going to go through but um as for committing that man want to commit but the man mature if he's young dumb and full of you know what we think what, what we call what that's saying we call it then there's gonna be problems and they don't look at we as young young people young men we don't look at that down the road. It's not the later on when the problems come, when the troubles come, when the agony comes, and situations come that we start seeing those things what it is, what it is, what it is and we get hurt. And okay, then so Brian, let me tell you something. Roz, thank you so much, Roz, for joining us. Roz says that's confusing. That's a confused man. Okay, Roz, straight up, she just wants to keep yeah. it real. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so, so the thing, so the question, you know, we have to ask you guys is is really just as simple for us. You know, is it true that black men feel like they have more options than black females? Don't black women? Chris, we absolutely do. I mean, from from, and you have to look at the modern progressive woman. Right? Mm -hmm. The more money she makes, the higher the ladder she climbs. Her options get limited because she's not going to date or marry a man who's making less than her. She mm. wants to be, she wants to be uh, this modern woman, but she wants a traditional relationship where the man is going to carry the boatload. Right. But so, no, so she, so, but, but that brother that's making, and he's, he's got houses, land and cattle, right? Uh-huh. He, he, he'll date the waitress. He'll date the okay. waitress. You know. 
But you're right. But that's what Roz is saying. Roz is saying they're not all good options. Every man that's out there is not all good options. No. And what is Roz basing this on? His job or his character? Okay, but okay, so you that's a valid question. Roz also says she might if if he treats her right, if he treats her right, she might go ahead and stay with the dude who's the janitor. She might. You never know. Well, well, I just wanted to let me just interject. No, she won't. <laughs> um, I, I, do, I do think that there's a dynamic that's interesting. And I was just having this conversation with uh, a few of my friends just last night. There are circumstances and situations where women who are high end will end up connecting with men who are lower. For instance, I'm going to give an example. Mary J. Blige was married to a guy who was functioning Regular. way lower than her income level, status, and everything else. A Nicki Minaj who is dealing with now dealing with uh, her husband who is a registered sex offender. Um, no judgment. That is, that's just fact. It's fact. Um, the woman, the black woman, Sherry, something that used to be on The View, who ended Very up dealing guy with from the, Detroit. Right. Not, uh, <laughs> on, uh, with, with white women, Britney Spears and the men she used to marry. So sometimes you'll see a very high-end woman dip very low. Yeah, but those are those, those women are high profile women. Right, those, those are high are, profile and women. That's, I agree. That's, yeah, and that's that's a different category. Yeah, I'm talking about your 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 executive level women, right? Um, corporate America, more times than not, and you know they won't date below their income because yeah. they want to honestly be in a traditional relationship, and I think all women do. They want the chivalry. Okay. They want the man to hope open the door for them. They want all that stuff. Of right? course we do. I want it all. But I just by the way, uh, Anita Williams said good stuff. You guys are speaking truth. Michael Belcher hey, said, uh, break it all. Uh, break it all the way down, fellas. Mike, really? You're, you work for the show. You work for the show, Mike. Don't do that. Okay. And then we got Wallace. Wallace said, finding a good woman is like finding a missing piece to a puzzle. It's a lot of pieces out here. But it doesn't mean that the piece is the right one for for his heart. A lot of women wrapped up in vanity, but do not realize beauty is on the inside. So real men look at women's heart and not their vanity. So black men is so black men are not afraid of commitment. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you guys this, Eric. You're right. I need somebody to open the door for me. One hundred percent. When you take me out on a date, I'm gonna need some flowers, okay? Right. And I'm gonna need some some hand holding, okay? Um, wait a minute. You want to, yeah, uh, you, you, wait a minute, you, you, Jamie. You, Jamie. Jamie just said, uh, "Touchy." I don't touché, know why. Right. I, I think touché. 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 I need to put on my glasses. Touché. I gotta put on my glasses. Hey, I'm, trying to look. I'm trying to look. I can't see. This is why I can't see because I wear glasses. But then it's gonna be a glare. Okay. Can I say something, please? But wait a minute. Wait one second before we go, because I like to make sure I include all my my guests who are chiming in. Okay, so Angela said, I'm a I'm a revenue cycle. I'm a revenue cycle. Many of the six hospitals and my husband does IT support. I make more money. So she's saying she make more money than her husband. And, and, and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying by and large, you, you, you got to look at it in scale. And she, so she all, said, always see, look, Eric, I mean, Eric, she did. Eric, she said, what else, Eric? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she said, Janine, Janine said, what else, Eric? Don't fool with her. Okay. And she also, Anita said, hey, hey, little brother. 
That's what Anita said. Men are easy uh, to please, but hard to satisfy. You better give it to him, Anita. You better give it to him. I would disagree with that now from the standpoint of standing in front of people in my office, in the church, when men and women come in together, men are really simple to please. The problem comes into play, at least from the standpoint of people who are already married. Okay. Um, guys complain about uh, the decline in intimacy. Mm. It's a big issue. I do hear that a lot. Okay. Like, you know, like, you know, you know, woman is swinging from the chandeliers to get you, and then she gets you. And all that stuff stops or slows down dramatically. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just telling you, this is what happens when they show up in my office. You're dealing with um, communication breakdowns. Men complain about the fact that they don't feel as though they have to be mind readers. Tell me what you mean, and I'll do it. Let me know what needs to happen, and I'll handle it. I shouldn't have to interpret uh, or figure out the symbolism of your thought processes. That's a real big issue when it comes to uh, men and women dynamics. And then you deal with um, being very clear about creating relationally what works for you. In other words, okay. everybody has traditional roles and other things of that nature. But when it comes to an individual relationship, you have to figure out what works for you and then crowd out the outer noise that's trying to impress upon you, society, family, friends, and other things to try to tell you how you need to navigate your thing. Because I, I, I tell every couple in premarital counseling, you are, you get to create the marriage you desire. Mm -hmm. You get to do it. And what ends up happening is people come in with so many broken belief systems that, that many people feel as though that they're competing with their spouse. And here's the thing about a guy. A guy's not going to do that. When they feel as though that the, the competition or the communication breakdowns or the lack of sex or the lack of respect shows up, uh, it was a song that I used to listen to when I was a teenager by Main Source. It was called Looking at the Front Door. Sooner or later, a guy will start looking at the front door like, I need to get out of this because I don't want to deal with decades of the same thing. Okay, so Cedric, is that what your thoughts are? No, I mean, the brother hit it head on and and, uh, and all the brothers are like speaking, you know, gospel truth. My whole thing is um, the sister said that it's confusing. It's not confusing. No, you, women have to find out their place in that man's life or scheme of things. Once again, women might see themselves on a certain level, but to that man, it's totally different. And then they want to get mad. You don't want to commit. No, we don't want to commit to you because you're not bringing what I need or what I want. So once again, if you know what category you're in or what level you're on, you know what to expect. It's all about managing expectations. And women never want to consider themselves as being less than what they think they are. But to that man, that might be the case. So don't go about what he says. Go about what he does. That'll show you the truth. Okay, so Craig, quick question. Why is it because, you know, I get this question all the time. When you guys know that this woman is not the right fit for you, why do you hang in there with her? Why not just cut her then when you realize she's not the one? But you guys keep her. Because he want to hear it. But the key, but the key is that was nothing with all women. Because he want to hear it. It was chemistry. It's chemistry. Yeah. I, I could, you know what, Chris? I, I, that you'll drop like a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Eric, what were you saying? That's a very good question because you know women say, "Well, then if you know if you know she ain't the one, why don't you just leave?" Mm-hmm. And in in my opinion, and I'm gonna be real transparent, yes. men are codependent. We have a codependency. I think all men are codependent, especially the more progressive. I think men are, right? <clears throat> you know, you you don't you you're not gonna want to go to the charity preview by yourself. You're not gonna want to go to end up end up dinner by yourself. You're always gonna have somebody with you. Because, you know, women sing that song, Me, Myself, and I. But in my opinion, I think men have a codependency issue. And I think the more progressive we are, um, the more codependent we become. We always have to have somebody on our arm. Okay, mm. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm. This is okay. I'm gonna get right back to you. Wait one second. Kevin, Kevin said he's hundred percent down with y'all. Thanks, Kevin, for joining us. Uh, Ross said, "Place." Wow, less. And then Ross was like, "Thank you, Ross. I need a little cheerleader because it's been a little crowded in the locker room right now. These brothers are getting me. This locker room is such is it's hot over here." All right, so Eric, what you're saying is men are codependent, but then Brian, you over there, Brian, what you say? No, y'all not. No, we're not. You get you get hurt enough. That codependency goes out the window. <laughs> it goes out the window. You can go to dinner by yourself. I've taken myself to five star um, restaurants and sat there and dressed up, smelled good, all by myself, and been fine with it. No, I'm not saying I mean, you can't go by yourself and do 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 little things by yourself. But eventually, Brian, you're gonna want to have somebody. I'm not saying you smashing everybody. I'm not saying you just got your little. Hey, Brian. You know. I differ as well. Yeah. All right, Craig, yeah. do me a favor. Craig, speak up. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. Craig, we can't hear you. Can you hear me now? A little yes. better. All right, I'm sorry. Um, Christine's also forgetting that women send mixed messages. Yes. That women send mixed messages. Okay, yes. ladies, if you're watching, do you think we send mixed messages? Now, I'll be honest with you, um, I'm probably not the right so. person to ask because I send the same message all the time. I'll so, so. Uh, oh no, I do, and it and it's. Erica tell you we won't talk about my messages. Okay, Anissa, hey, cook, what's going on? She said women need to find their place in men's lives, but are men honest about where she is in his mind? Men know they won't get what they want from a woman if they knew the truth. She is acting according to what you are telling her. Let me address that because she is she is spot on with that. Men would not tell you the truth because if we know you are you want a, a boyfriend or husband and we don't, we're not going to tell you that because, yes, we want the sex. So, yeah. And I'm not justifying it. I'm just explaining, you know, the way it is. But I want to address Roz when she said, um, um, know your place. Um, like like I, I bet you took what I was saying out of context. I don't mean your place. But know where you fit in that man's, you know, in that man's mindset, how he sees you, because how a woman sees herself is not personally how that man is going to see you and how he sees you is going to determine what he's going to give you. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so then this leads into our question. Do you think a black man not seeing as many black males marrying young growing up with fathers in a home impacted your decision to commit? Do you no. think that impacted your decision making? No. All right. I mean, what, do you, what do you think, Galen? I think it does. Um, just dealing with the standpoint of, of, again, dealing with a larger amount of uh, folks, 
I, I do think depending on the situation, if you are raised in a family of men who know what no one commits, marriage tends to be rare. It's not as important. So, you know, I you know, I grew up in a family where my dad was one of the ones that was serially married, but he has siblings who never married. That they're, they're still not married to this day. Um, and then you have their children, and then now their grandchildren and people are not necessarily marrying so i do think that it can have an effect but i think that what we have to be careful of is women are like this men are like that because we're individuals there are some commonalities mm -hmm. but you know it's real easy to to simplify a conversation with a broad stroke without dealing with the nuances of what that looks like sometimes mm -hmm. men don't commit because of the type of women they might have in their lives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and I don't mean that negatively. I'm just talking about, you know, if, if, if you're in a situation, a circumstance, every man does not have a great relationship with their mother or their grandmother or aunties or sisters and things of that nature. And if they're dealing with <laughs> conflict from the opposite sex, what that can end up doing is uh, unfortunately not allowing them to see the possibility of a good woman coming into their lives. Galen, I'm with you 100%, and so is Roz. She said Galen gets it. And I'm going to tell Roz. you, I'm going to tell you right now, that's real talk. And just to let you know, um, Cedric, she said, of course, you can read what she said. It's basically back to you about that. Uh, she's got, Roz got a problem with you. Uh, <laughs> we're going to keep it real. Uh, we're just going to keep it real with you. She's not really going for it. Um, but, you know, Janice said, Janice, Janice said it's true. What you're saying is true. If men don't see it, there we go. But just let you know, Cedric, uh, Michael, who is my brother, is supporting you and he works for the show and he might be terminated after this. So we want to Okay. So the point that we're making here, guys, is that, you know, we're trying to understand as women, we want to be in a committed relationship. And we feel like we're doing whatever we need to do to appease you guys, but it's not turning out for us. Now, Craig, I'm, you know, just real talk. I know you are what I call a chronic dater, right? Women fall in love with you. And, but the, I mean, we talk about this though, but when yes. you feel like, okay, it's not at the point where I want it to be going in a certain direction, you will nip them and move on, but they're still in love with you. So, I mean, real talk, like, why does it take you so long to realize that you're not really feeling her when she's like totally in love with you? Well, going back to what I think Galen said earlier about family and what you brought up saying, I think mm -hmm. personally, you can't help but follow what you see and historically what you grew up in a household of. My father really wasn't good with the whole monogamy thing. So okay. therefore I'm really apprehensive of what I choose, bottom line. Okay. I would want now, a bad marriage, bottom line. My first one was to be blunt, not worth it, but I'm not closed mind to it next go round. Now, just to let you guys know, he and his ex are still pretty decent friends. So, I mean, that, that accounts for something when it comes Absolutely. to raising their boys. Raising their three boys, they maintain that relationship. So, Angela said, my husband was raised around a bunch of men that have multiple women and no marriage. My husband did not have a good role model in, on marriage. And it caused um, us marriage, our marriage issues in the beginning. So, just to let you guys know, it, it is a lot when, when you try to hook up with somebody who didn't grow up with that. So I grew up initially with a, a in a family. Then my mother got divorced, and then she got remarried. 
but I saw my mom in, in a committed relationship. The first marriage ended because he was extremely abusive towards her. The second marriage was the total opposite. They never, he never raised his voice. He was very calm, very loving, very caring, very supportive. So I saw the two different sides. So for me, I want that. I want that guy. My mm -hmm. mom dressed my dad. She cooked, but of course I don't cook. So we don't toss that out. But my mom was mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom. She was a stay-at-home <laughs> mom. I, I didn't stay at home. So, I mean, that's like a bigger conversation, but I'm going to tell you, women are deeply concerned. And our biggest thing is, is that do black men, um, do black men feel they lose something when committing? Do you guys feel like you lose something from yourself when you commit? No, I don't oh, think no. so. No, I, I think the question is off, um, Christine. I think the okay. issue is not lose something from committing. It's lose something if you choose improperly. Okay. So, so w w when you choose improperly, as I was mentioning earlier, the example of the woman swinging from the chandeliers and then when she gets you, turns into anchemina anchemina or whatever that might be a situation where a guy feels as though well when when i was single uh she viewed me and treating me a certain kind of way now that we're in this committed relationship it's showing up differently and i'm not saying that men don't do the same thing because that happens i'm gonna say real talk men do huh men do because i'm a very visual person if i if i look at you and i meet you I'm hearing the song "Tastes Like Candy." I need to be hearing that same song ten years from now. "Tastes Like Candy." You need to be hot like fire, just like men want that. I want that too. I don't want to look at you getting chunky. You don't want to see me getting chunky. What did What did you say, Craig? I said the key is don't you have to demand it. Remember you said you mentioned earlier about get, get flowers on a date. Yes. Don't you have to demand it? But that's the whole thing. Why do I? If we're going back to old school, then date me like old school. Don't try to date me like new school. Treat me like that woman and I'll be that woman. You, have, you, to, come at you, me, you have to teach, you have to show somebody how to treat you, uh, Christy. Absolutely. And guess what? And I do. And that's why I buy my own flowers every week. That's what's happening. <laughs> I buy Chris, my own flowers. See, Chris, see, Chris, that's what I'm saying. You, you got that masculine energy. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got that masculine energy. I tell Chris that all the time. But you Chris, I want, but Chris, I Michael, want to, I, Michael, I swear you're going to be terminated. He's talking about thank you guys for saying I got masculine energy. This is why you end up terminated. Okay. Chris, Cook, <laughs> before you get going, Cook said, Galen, I agree with you. The fear of choosing improperly causes some men not to choose at all. But mm -hmm. that's the yeah. thing. But but don't, but you guys got to understand we feel the same way. We mm -hmm. feel like, you know, I could be choosing the wrong person. Am I choosing the right person? I mean, that's come up. And, you know, Janine said, you know, be the example, be what you want to see. But Chris, you, you, women don't choose. They're not in control of relationships and marriage. Men do that. OK, Cook, thank you for the shout out. She said Christine's energy is boss energy. Don't be scared. She want to show me her, her, I can't say the word. I'm just on your platform. She want, uh, she want to show me, me her Johnson. Way, if you we, all would we, like to join the show, pull out, the, pull, you, pull out like, a measuring tape. Right, right, right. <laughs> men don't, that's not what men look for. We not, I don't want to compete with you, Chris. I'm, I'm not trying to compete like, with you. If you guys want to join the I go do that every day on the job. But the thing is, Eric, you're not competing with me. When I come home, I'm a totally different person. Nobody won't know that until they get in deep. Yeah. But you, <laughs> got to show that, you got to show that up front. 
I can't show it up front. And so Denise said, and absolutely, that is two. That's a two way street for both sexes. Y'all got to show us. Well, well, Christine, one of yes. the things I think what Eric is saying, <laughs> if you don't mind me jumping in, no, Eric, go ahead, moment, go ahead, go ahead, brother. Is, is, I'm is a little raw. The there's a there's a vulnerability that attracts men. Okay, um, women who <laughs> Eric, don't do it. It's 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 it's, it's biological drive. Come on, preacher. Okay, it's biological drive. Uh, um, if a man doesn't feel as though he's needed, mm. then their energy tends mm -hmm. to go elsewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, so you, so you know, so women who know how to um, show vulnerability. Not crazy, because those are two totally different things. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that as an insult, but you know, some people they they do emotional dumps. I'm not talking about emotional mm -hmm. dumping. I'm talking about having ways of showing the vulnerability at a level that allows a man to know that he's needed. Okay. Uh so if if I feel as though I mean let me not say me, because <laughs> I made a promise to my wife that I don't talk about our stuff. That's just a ministry <laughs> thing I got with is understanding that if if you show up hard too many times or too much masculine energy and don't balance it with the feminine energy what ends up happening is for a guy that's no different than playing somebody in basketball uh, at the at the park or any other competitive energy dynamic and even though it's unsaid and a person might not be able to articulate it because it's unconscious they will tend to drift towards somebody where they feel as though they're needed this is why affairs tend to be emotional and they have nothing to do with how a woman looks. Most of the time when, when, when people are choosing whatever, they might not choose the quote unquote boss chick. They'll choose the woman that they feel as though needs them. I agree with you. And my brother said, listen, he tells me to listen all the time because I come off like a boss lady. So I'm going to say to this to you, Galen, um, before we go to commercial break, I agree with you. And I agree with what Eric says. And Eric tells me that all the time. I do not really allow people to see who I really am initially because I do feel like people would take advantage of that. I am probably the most sweetest people you ever meet. And I really don't talk a lot when I'm in a relationship. I allow, I allow the man to do all the talking. I like somebody I can just stand behind and you just do it all. I don't have any issues with that. But this is the problem. Initially, when men meet women, they meet them in different circumstances. And unfortunately, men meet me in corporate world when I'm out doing my thing, when I'm speaking, when I'm doing something. So they meet boss lady and they just assume that I'm boss lady all the time, but I'm really not. So that's that becomes very confusing. So I will say this. It's really yes, hard it's out there for women. But, it, but I mean, Craig, you know me, too. So that I mean, like, you know, I'm not that person. But unfortunately, well, people don't get well, to know that. But let me throw well, Denise Christine, in here real can quick. I jump, can I just jump in just one little statement? Sure. OK. One of the things I teach in metaphysics, what you radiate, you attract. That's so true. OK. And therefore, there's an unconsciousness that unconscious energy that radiates from your awareness that people pick up so they can like the boss lady who also mm -hmm. has something else that they just don't know is there, but it's attractive. So um, I always tell all my students, you're always your own experience. I so love that. Making up excuses about why somebody <laughs> doesn't like something. We need to go back to the common denominator and all of those circumstances and situations, which mm -hmm. is me. All right. And if I keep showing up the same way to all these different people, then that's what I'm radiating. 
regardless of what I think is happening. I agree with you. And I think and I think that that is the the, the thing. And, and Mike, don't try to make up with me now. Real quick. Uh, Denise said no competition and relationship, just complimenting one another. That's 100 percent. Michael, don't try to be on my good side now because the holidays are coming up. <laughs> um, Anita said, yes, it has to be a balance between vulnerability and independence. And Angela chimed in. She said, Michael Belcher, hey, brother, Mike, I'm going to tell you right now. Thanks, Angela, for tuning in. The biggest misconception, I think, a lot of times um, in relationships is that men mistake a woman being confident for being a boss. And the thing is, I'm very confident about who I am. That's no mistaking because I work really hard to get here where I'm at right now. This person, this person didn't talk a lot. So now that I talk, I really say what I think and what I feel. But the thing is, I'm never disrespectful in a relationship that I've been in. I'm not argumentative. I'm kind of like, OK, what can we do to make you happy? Because if you happy, I believe in that sentiment. I'm going to be happy. And you'll give me what I want. Right. So I've gone the extra mile and I've done those different things. And a lot of women feel that way. You know, um, let me put up what Ross, uh, what Wallace said. Well, let me put up what um, Ross said first. She said a lot of men have a BLT, be like, um, be like tendencies, intimidated and insecure and an alpha woman. However, the most kind and giving person in a true in a true relationship. That is so true. Well, I yes. would just say that I would just say to Ross or any woman that says that is this then it's okay to leave with that person. Because here's the thing. One of the challenges about corporate America is it's created a one-size-fits-all to where uh, everybody got to show up looking and acting the same way. And unfortunately, because of patriarchy, and let's not pretend like that's not a thing, women feel as though they have to come in and even be harder than some of the guys to get equal yep. uh, respect. That's fact. Anybody that's true. Know, Hold okay, on. Now, Hold now, on. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. I'm sorry. You know, you know, are you my amen section, Cedric? No. <laughs> yes, sir. I yeah, am. he has amen <laughs> section over here. I mean, but you know what, Galen, that's true because I'm telling you, starting my own IT consulting firm, I couldn't come off like a prissy woman. I had to know more. I mean, this is the real truth. I go in there with a bachelor, two masters, a PhD. And do you know these folks still look at me like I'm not enough? Like, it's like, I need more. So what I'm saying to you is I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it in my professional life and in my personal life. Now you want me to sit docile and sit in a corner and you wind me up like a toy and I'm supposed to but do Chris, what how, you want. But Chris, how, how, how does how does those how does all those alphabets help you in your relationship? It doesn't help me in my relationship, but professionally, it I had to do what I had to do. But the you thing is, when I come so home. But Eric, but when I come home, I'm not wanting those letters. Anybody who knows me, nobody even knows I have all of those letters. I just tell people I'm Chris. So I'm not even one of them people who flaunt all of that. What Chris, I'm saying I, is, y'all, it seems like men just look for something to gravitate towards. And it could be one incident. Now, before this go any further, let me throw Wallace out there. Wallace Sanso said, whatever happened with taking time to date without sex and order in order to understand who you are dating before a commitment and why sex and why to have sex to be like the key commitment. Well, I think it should be a 90-day rule. I mean, we talked about that before, right? Having on, that 90-day rule. Let's, let's go back on point. Let's go back and finish. Okay, finish now before, point. Finish, before your point. We go, finish your point. The point I'm making here is that when you look at the big picture, and there's a lot of women out there who are professionals, such as myself, who have started their own businesses, who potentially could have raised children, 
And the thing is, I do. That was Plan B. No, but that's getting married, getting married, and planning and, and no plan. It was, was plan, plan A. B. It was plan, plan A. Plan A for me. No, no, no. A, Chris, it was. It was it. to get married. You spent all your time getting those degrees, climbing the corporate ladder. No, 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 no. Let me A. tell you this. I'm gonna be real with you. The only degree I had before I had my son was a bachelor's. I got the other three degrees after. That's what I'm saying. Before I had my son, I only had a bachelor's in chemistry and I was happy. But the thing is, it was hard to find somebody to go through the commitment process. So on that note, um, we're going to go to commercial. Why? Because that's what we have to do. Um, and that'll give everybody time to uh, cool down for a minute because it's a lot happening. These ladies are hot like fire over here, too. So uh, we're going to go commercial break. I appreciate everybody joining us for the first uh section the first part of the show and we're going to go to a quick commercial break Hey guys, thank for, thanks so much for joining us to Five Thefts to Love. So if you guys missed the first part of the show, it's really hot and heavy. The conversation is around whether or not black men want to commit. And that's really truth or myth. The conversation that we're having is a very real conversation. And it does kind of fumble between women and men and what they really want. I think somebody said one time, men, Mars, Venus, something like that. I feel like that's what I'm in the middle of, that conversation, the Mars Venus thing happening. But I'll be honest with you, it's a great conversation, is one we truly needed to have. So let me reintroduce my guest. Our guest on the show is Reverend Galen McDowell. He has 25 plus years of marriage counseling experience. Thank you so much for joining us, Galen. Glad to be here. Then we have Eric, who's my BFF, who is a known bachelor but not known for that as much as he is for being a top engineer. And I'm bashing him right now because he says that I have male tendencies called aggressiveness. We'll get back to Eric in a few minutes. Then we have Craig. Craig is also a single man um, who's been married. He's a retired fireman and he travels all over the country playing golf. And then we have Cedric, who is known for the most amazing adult experiences. Those are called parties, people. These are not anything sexual, but also the glamping experience called Summer Oasis. And then we have Brian, who was recently divorced and is probably ready to punch somebody in the face, but he's taking a really nice positive point to it because he is a minister as well. So everyone, welcome back to the five F's of love, mm -hmm. second half. Okay, so before we get started, I need to run through a few things, which would be one, Rasa Galen is on point. Good job. Thank you, Ross, so much for joining us. We have Denise. Women are having, um, having to protect themselves and their emotions and psyche, and I think sometimes that it can be misconstrued as being hard, cold, don't need anyone. When you actually, one, must earn entry to our inner circle of mind, body, and emotions. Thank you so much, Denise, for your support. Mm -hmm. Denise was saying yes to whatever I was saying. Thank you, ladies, because I feel like I'm in a male locker room right now. And Ross says they look for any and everything to disconnect a woman. I mean, to discount, discount a woman. People should expect each other to change. Swinging from the chandelier in the beginning may change years later. 
when you're in a true relationship. It's about the entire package. So Roz, what, what he was referring when he said hanging from the chandelier, which I've heard this often, is that you marry the woman and then the following week after you say I do, she is cut off all that extra stuff she get to get you to tie the knot. And that's what he's referring to, not really years later. So yeah. I'm gonna say this to you, 100%, Mike will be looking for a job. The show needs to go on the road. Mike, I thank you, stop trying to get credit, but Mike may be looking for another job as an engineer. Christine, Christine I just want to respond to Roz really fast. Um, yes. There was a psychologist um, uh, named Willard Harley who did uh, a study and he put into a book called His Needs, Her Needs. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that everything in the book is gospel, but one of the things he discovered was that men need, as far as needs in a relationship, men had five primary needs that consistently came up when he, as he polled the people that he counseled. And women had five needs that consistently came up that, and the needs were not the same. Mm -hmm. like, for example, for a woman, the number one need was intimacy. Mm -hmm. For a man, the number one need was sex. And what he mm -hmm. said, psychologists, that when, uh, because men tend to express intimacy through sex, when sex is taken off the table, it enhances all the other problems or when sex is greatly diminished, or as, I, or as I've heard guys tell me, when women tend to put men on rations. In other words, yes. I'm eating like it's a buffet, and, oh, I'm, yes. and I'm supposed to be grateful <laughs> to, to be able to get army rations when I used to eat at a full table of buffet. That's, um, that's a different conversation. That's what I mean by that. For instance, another thing that, that this gentleman said was uh, one of the top needs for a woman is security. Right. That doesn't come up on, on the man's side. A woman needs to feel as though she's secure, not just in the relationship, but the finances are secure. That 100%. Exactly. That's the reason why it's so, hard for us to go backwards. Right. So so the challenge comes into play. I can't really this. hook up with the right, with the right. janitor, so, Galen. So this, is the, so this is the real issue from my perspective. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People are not clear about what they need and right. they assume that whatever they understand they need, the other person needs or wants. Correct. A, a man is not going to need what a woman <clears throat> wants. And as long as that perspective is leading, it's going to create problems just as much as a man thinking that what the woman need, what he wants is what the woman needs. Well, right. you know what Ross said? communication. I agree with you. Ross said a lot of times the sex isn't that great. Some women tend to fake it until hey. they make it. Hey, no, I can't no, speak to that. We, we going off the rails. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we going off the we, we, say, well, we can we can we can get in the weeds with that. Oh my god! Galen is talking high level. We talking. High level. We're not getting in the weeds. Yeah, right. First thing, can I um can I uh, yes. um add something right quick, please? Yes. Okay, I want to address something that um that Ra said in um in her text. She said BLT, and we know what that means: bitch-like tendencies. Um, and that's and, and no, that's 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 what she said. Insecure and intimidated. Now there are some men like that, but my thing is there are no men that I know who is scared of any woman. The thing is, exactly. sometimes these um, professional, confident women, whatever, they have stank attitudes, and a lot of men just ain't gonna deal with it. So, not second, they, do I have a stank attitude? Not that they scared or intimidated. 
they don't see it worth the time to deal with this attitude. Okay, that, Cedric, I'm asking a question. With. Do I have a stink attitude? Is that what's happening? No, never. No. Mm -hmm. Never. Uh, Craig, do I have a stink attitude? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet? <laughs> you got 12 minutes left. Okay, you know what? I don't even like that. I think I need more positivity. I need more positivity. All right, Black women. Okay, wait a minute. Let me do Brian real quick. Brian, what do you have to say? I would say is this. If you, if you, when man or woman goes out choosing what they want, you're going to choose wrong. You go out to booty lips, hips, and fingertips, you're going to choose wrong. I remember the Bible says like this. A man that finds a wife finds a good damn pain spared from God. But I read someone in the Word that said, God was the one who did the choosing for Adam. So when we choose the wrong, we all of us going to choose wrong. Yes, he may be, it goes both ways. He's going to do what it takes to get her too. It's not just a woman doing it. It's both, it goes both ways. It takes two to, to, to tank. It takes two. It's never just one. We can say it's the woman all the time, but it's just as much the man's part to do what's right as the wife. Brian, and, and you know what? I agree with you. That's why I'm going to keep you on coming to the next part two of the show because of the nice things you just said. Cedric, you might not make the cut, but I want to be clear on this one thing. Cedric, you might not make the cut. So let me ask you guys a question. Black women want to know why black males commit to other races before they commit to their own. Like, why will you guys marry outside of your race and commit to them, but you won't marry, uh, commit to a black woman? Craig, I think you're the first one to answer that question, and you know why. Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> wow. That, that was pretty quick. The thing is, I don't think guys are as racial as you think. It's just that certain women have certain qualities that that you need at a certain point in your life. I don't think you could put a race strictly on it. Yeah. Oh, so what is she bringing that you're not? Excuse okay, uh, Brian, by the way, uh, Ross said thank you. She, she she agrees with what you said, Brian. Um, let me go real quick. Eric is not lying. There are some women who fit the description of stank attitude, and there's nothing attractive about that. Eric, Eric, do I fit that mode of stank attitude? No, you don't have a stank attitude. Okay, you I just want to make sure. You have masculine energy. You don't have a stank Ooh, attitude. I don't. Look, I'm trying to. What? <laughs> Cedric got cut off. Okay, so let me tell you something. We got somebody who's coming on the show. Cook, what's going on? Because I'm going to tell you, Cook, I just don't don't cut everybody's head off. Cook, what's going down? Oh, okay. let me sorry, Sorry, Cook, you're on mute. Give me one second. Okay, there you Wait, you're still on mute. Um, there you go, Cook. I'm back. I'm in. I'm in. Hello, everyone. I've been enjoying Hello. the show. Hello. Uh, some of the things uh, I, I agree with, Galen, I even put in the little comments that I agree with some of the things you said. Um, others, maybe not so much. So I'll let you guys continue and I'll chime in as needed. Okay, just to let you guys know. Uh, Ross says, shots fire, LOL, stop Eric. <laughs> you, 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 you know what, Chris? You know what, Chris? I, Chris, I, you know, I think, I think, uh, um, Thank you, Denise. Denise said, I don't have a stank attitude. Never. That's what I'm talking about. I think Craig, I think Craig mentioned, I think it was Craig who mentioned that um, the Bible says that he that finds a wife finds a good thing. The premise being that she's a wife before she becomes a wife. And that I think that's key because going back is the to wife, the original. Is she hanging from the chandeliers? Is that your wife? No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. See, See, now that's, 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 that's taking that out of context, Christine. 
Okay. Way out of context. What I'm saying is the don't show your representative that's not really you. Right. Then once you get somebody, you act totally different. But that's, that's the one you guys married. You married the chandelier girl. I'm I'm sorry. I've never done a chandelier. That's why I don't even know how to do a it's chandelier. Not, it's, it's a metaphor. It's not the chandelier. <laughs> You're taking this in the way. I don't even know. You're taking go, this in the it's not the chandelier. Look. Ross said, amen, Eric. And I agree with you. So, Eric, what you're saying is don't do whatever it takes. In your mindset, a woman is a is a is a uh, a wife even before before she becomes a wife. Okay, what but what but what for. qualifies a woman wife. to be a wife? Whatever that like, what is it? And that's and that's the thing that women have to you have to know what men want. Right. But that's, that's what, what this show is about. We want to know what do you guys not want it like we don't and get and and hanging and from the chandeliers. Saying. Nicole is like laughing, she's crying herself right there. She says she don't need to get it. She <laughs> said attributes versus action. Yeah, you should have never used chandeliers, bro. I know. A friend of mine actually bad. said that to me. That was his exact thing. Man, when I Ross said she's going to get a chandelier tomorrow. She's going to get a chandelier tomorrow. Ross said, if that's what it takes, we all get the chandelier. The whole point of that is you still not going to get women, and I think Brian said said this show up uh inauthentically. Okay. Get someone. And that's what ends up creating the problems because I Look, if I go to a store and I'm thinking I'm buying one thing and when I get home and I open up the box, now it's mine. Something else is in it. Now I have a problem. Yeah. That happens with men and women. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. So what does that mean? What 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 I just said? Well, what I mean by that is because when Christine shows up, you uh Eric is saying I got you know masculine it's energy. A, it's not about Christine. I'm talking. Okay, we're talking general. about Christine right now, Galen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm using. I mean, I'm gonna use this show to help me too. So I'm be keeping it real. I mean, Eric said I show up like a man. What's happening? Chris, you do. Chris, Chris you do. So I'm Eric, so you're telling me all the times we hook, we hung out, and and we were just hanging out. I came off like a man. Chris, what, there's a reason this show's not on Monday or Thursday night. Why, Eric? Monday night football. Chris is a Monday night. Chris is a dude. She's a dude. Ain't nobody watching no football. Chris what? is. What you Come say? On, Wait, but Eric and Thursday night football. Don't play. Hey, Sunday hey, Chris, night hey, Chris, football. Hey, Chris, what did you? You told me you said when I come home from work, I want him to rub my feet, and I want. Him I to did pick say that. Me. What's wrong? But I don't mean it. I don't mean it in a demeaning okay. way. Oh, I would I rub understand. his feet. I would okay. rub his feet. Hey, hey, Chris, if you can find that, great. <laughs> but but you know something though, it's it, we're talking about love. Love is not what you not love is not what you get. Love is what you give. The Bible says God's so love the word He gave. So when you love us, when you're giving of yourself, you're giving of yourself. If you're right. setting a way to if you're setting a way to receive, 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 you're gonna be brought out. And my brother said about a woman that's taught to be she's all should be already be a wife. Yes and no. If you have an example, if you're taught how to be a wife, you're going to have some examples. Like, I believe young men should have older men as role models that they can tell them about the things of how to be a husband. Because I had a father who, who was there for my mom, even up until his death. 
And I never seen him argue. I saw my daddy come home, pay the bills. I saw my daddy work hard. I never saw him argue with my mother. I never saw him, him my mother, um, um, have fights and frustrations, fights or arguments in front of me. I never saw it. And my sisters and may have, but I never did. But my dad taught me what it meant to work hard, to, to, to bust my butt. And I saw how he treated my, how he treated my mom. So I already had in my head, okay, this is the kind of man I'm gonna be when I become a husband. And now did I have every, did I get, did I dot every I and cross every T? Of course I didn't. I made some mistakes. But as I went through those the things I, I went through, as the Lord allowed me to go through it, like my book says, I was turned to my trials. I learned what true love was. True love is suffering. True love is pain. True love is know, not knowing how you're going to make it, but knowing God's going to bring you through, knowing you've got somebody that's going to be there with you through the thick and thin. True love is not what you what you get, it's what you give. You got to be willing to give of yourself. You're not I like that, yourself. Brian. I mean, then you, you're going for the wrong reason. It's about, I mean, it shouldn't be about sex. Now, I'm not saying I didn't, I didn't pass it back to that. Well, yes, I did. But I learned that. Oh, I apologize, everybody. Brian is in Hawaii, so if you see yeah. palm trees and beautiful, he's actually in Hawaii right now. So yeah, I apologize. You talk about your show budget because I didn't get no fly. No, that's that is, you know he in Hawaii right now, so that's what's it's happening. A last minute thing, <laughs> right? Okay, so real quick, Brian. Uh, Nicole says, "What I love football too." Are you saying that makes me masculine? No, 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 Nicole. That you, you, you're missing the point. I, I'm, it's not about. It's not about. Liking football, I'm just saying. He's talking about me. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I wasn't saying because she likes football that makes her a, a, a man. I'm just saying she has masculine energy. Energy. That, she said most dudes. Energy. And, and Ross, thank you. She said most dudes like chicks that like football. They play fan. fan you guys are still football. going in the weeds. I'm okay, I just want to throw that out there. And so Janine said, "Well, you better preach, Brian." Okay, so mm -hmm. let me say something to you guys. A lot of what you're saying is is very much valid, right? But when you look at the bigger picture, this is where we're all at. We're all right here on this one big thing. There are more single men between the ages of 50 and 65 right now. And you guys are not committing. Like not committing. And we don't understand it because it's black women. I'm going to tell you right now, somebody could probably get me with a Snickers bar and some money in the bank right now. A Snickers bar and some money in the bank. The money in the bank. They could get me, and I'm gonna tell you right now, Christine will dress up like I dream a genie. If that's what you want, that's it'll be my pleasure to serve you. But I'm saying a Snickers bar and some money in the bank, it could go down. I, but I don't have any takers. I don't have nobody taking me through the drive-through at McDonald's, and I don't even like fast food. So what's up with that? Well, 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 you know the thing about it, Christine. Um, I remember telling a, a friend of mine who I've known for many years, um, divorced woman, close to my age, uh, and she she kept saying many of the same things you say said are saying rather. And I simply said to her, "Well, you expect God to drop this person through your your ceiling into your living room?" No. Like people say they they uh -huh. they're not available. But here's the thing: here's uh -huh. something novel. Like, what matters to you? What are you passionate about? Go and volunteer and being around people of like mind that have the same passions, have the same likes, uh, want to utilize their gifts, want to serve. So now you're dealing with people who have similar qualities and attributes. What ends up happening is meeting the old man at the club is not where you normally are normally going to find a husband. 
but in the process that's why I don't go to the club the best and most authentic version of you and going out and showing up as that service as that passion as that purpose then we're talking about the connection so you're saying i need to go do more volunteering i do volunteer as an example but that is a good example so you're saying we need to start going places where we see like-minded people which is so true Um, christine he's saying do you be a complete person and not wait on the other half and enjoy life and i've always said men show up like you know hound dogs when you're happy and satisfied in your life when you down and depressed and feeling you know insecure you know people run from you so you know, so I, I would agree that if you do you you're happy you're finding fulfillment and purpose in your life then you know the people around you maybe it's the universe attracting those folks i don't know but it typically then will show up in your life i'm gonna say i 100 agree with cook this is like so hilarious i do attract very uh confident aggressive men I like them. I like a confident guy, kind of arrogant. I do like that guy because I think he's like a powerhouse and he makes me feel good because he's arrogant. I like that. So very quickly before our show comes to an end, Denise, you're right. Um, And Nick, you're right too. a Snickers bar. I know, you know, that's not true, girl. They couldn't get me for a Snickers bar, but you know, you got to throw that out there. And then Nicole, Chris, I'm saying just live, you know, right, right for you and it will come. So I'm going to tell you a lot of things do come my way. I'm really always excited when I meet people. Um, and it's always like a great feeling, but unfortunately, um, and I will be totally honest with you, transparent to what Eric was saying. Sometimes I do come off a little masculine, um, in, in my, in my conversation sometimes, and it can be a bit of a turnoff, but if you really like me, you'll see through it and you'll work through it. And I knew this conversation was going to be more than a one hour thing because it's like the epitome of all conversations. So I'm going to say this to everybody who's on tonight. Brian, hopefully next week you won't still be in Hawaii. I'm just saying, but I would like to bring us back next week so we can continue this conversation. Reverend Galen McDowell, I'm going to tell you, you have been extremely, extremely, extremely helpful in this conversation. I think your 25 plus years in marriage counseling and what you do is simply amazing. Um, Let me go say this real quick before we go. Denise says, I have many brothers and they have been there and done that and got burned badly by male siblings aren't willing to try again in some instances with black women they are not willing to be um the anita baker song and giving the best that i got i'm gonna agree with you honey because sometimes they don't want to give the best sometimes our men just had enough and i totally get it but you guys have understand we have had enough too so i'm gonna say this episode of five f's of love was mecca and ladies, just to let you know, everyone on the panel tonight is single, with an exception of Reverend Galen McDowell. So please don't send any DMs to me on how to reach them. You're going to have to find them yourself on social media. Because that always happens after this show. And Brian, I would love for you to join us next week. And just to let you guys know, Anissa Cook has known me since college. She is my ride or die. That's all I got to tell you. That's my ace in the place. And she know more about me than anybody on the panel. We won't get into that kind of stuff because it'd be another hour show. But I want to thank everybody for joining. Craig, tell everybody where you where you're from before we go. I know Connecticut. I just I wanted them to hear you say that. 
So just to let you know, he's a retired fireman from Connecticut. If you want to search him down, he didn't. You see, he didn't put in his last name. So don't be surprised. All of me, y'all just putting y'all first name. Y'all don't want nobody to find y'all. Well, I didn't do that. Um, on purpose. I, I did it too. Don't be coming all around me. Okay, Ross uh, <laughs> says single but not ready. Oh, I love Ross. Okay, honey, I'm with you. Just to let you know, Roz knows myself and Eric. <laughs> we know Roz. Okay, guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in with us tonight. If everybody on the show can just hold for one moment for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay. So when you think about where you want to be in relationships, and I want you to think about who you want to be in that relationship. I think our conversation tonight was very clear. Sometimes people meet, I don't know, not the real you, the fake you, the imposter. So it's always best to be you. And Eric made a great point when he said, it's all about the type of energy you give off. And you have to be clear that you are putting out what you attract, like what you want to attract. If you want to attract a husband, are you doing what it takes to attract a husband? So I'm going to simply say to you, that is vitally important that you understand to be your most authentic self. But keep in mind what Reverend uh, McDowell said throughout this conversation. It's not just about you. It's about you and what you reflect, your image. The things that you want to attract, you have to put them out there in the universe. So ladies, if you want a good man that's going to do an amazing things, you need to get out there and be in that space so that you can meet those type of men. And next week, I think we're going to have to continue this conversation because I feel like it's just an awesome hot topic, right? Who doesn't want to find out? I don't know what men really want. So thanks again for joining us here at the five F's to love. My name is Christine Burkett, the inventor of the five F's to love. This is a compatibility app. It's an app that gives you an opportunity to rate words to start with the letter F in chronological order of importance to you to help you find your one true love, your soulmate, and the person you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. So after you've taken the time to rate your Fs in chronological order, you send a link to the person, I don't know, you just met, or the person you've been dating for quite some time, or maybe it's the person you've been married to for 30 to 40 to 50 years. And then you compare your top five Fs to find out what things you have in common and things that you may perhaps need to work on. This is taking a simplistic perspective on how to find your one true love, your soulmate, the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with.